At long last, tomorrow night, Footprint Center, we will get the home debut of Kevin Durant in a Suns uniform as the Thunder are in town. But the results have been positive on the road so far. Suns 3-0, and rolling on offense. Here to talk Suns and NBA with us from NBA.com, Sean Powell, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Good morning, Sean. How are you today? What's going on, guys? What's happening, Sean? We've been we've been in this kind of like KD to Phoenix buzz for a while. We had to wait three weeks to see what it's like, and three home or three road games so far, three wins. I I would say the buzz is getting uh, getting thicker. Uh, what have your uh, your uh, interpretations of what you've seen from Kevin Durant so far in the Suns, and and how it looks moving forward? Well, I think we'll have a better indication, you know, not against Oklahoma City, but the following mm-hmm. three games. You got the Kings, you got the Warriors, you got the Bucks. Uh, I think that'll give us a little bit of a preview of what we might be able to expect in the postseason from this team. Uh, and you talk about the buzz, I would probably say it might be in some levels comparable to when uh, back in uh 1992, Charles Barkley coming to Phoenix to join Thunder Dan, KG, and Chambers. That that was back when uh, Dan was a hard-working scribe from Chicago. <laughs> that was well me. You remember that? Superstar. <laughs> well before he became a superstar. Uh-huh. He's still a hard-working scribe, though, Sean. He still has that going. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it didn't sound like you were buying that, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know what happens when you go when you become a media superstar. But anyway, going back to back then, you you know what happened, Dan. You had uh, you know uh, Charles Barkley had an MVP season, led him to the NBA Finals. But then John Paxson hits that shot. Mario Ellie gives a kiss of death. Then and then Charles Barkley gets old overnight, goes to Houston. It, it, you just weren't f- f- fulfilled. Yeah. Um, the other difference between that time is Charles Barkley back then was only 30 years old, mm-hmm. and Katie is 34. So I think the Phoenix Suns, on, you know, I would probably play, probably say in the big picture, they're a little bit on the clock now. Uh, KD has, what, three years left on his contract. Uh, Chris Paul, I think he's starting to show some age. I think we can all agree to that. Uh, and he has a couple of years. Uh, you know, I mean, they have to win the championship in order to fulfill the destiny, the dream, the hopes, expectations. I would have to say they would have to win the championship over the next couple of years. I think that's fair to say. What do you, uh, how, how do you think they're stacked up to do it? Because one of the guys that recently looks like he might have gotten a little old overnight would be Chris Paul, who at the age of 36 was playing at, at an incredible level. He turned 37, and it's nothing's ever been the same, and it's, it's just been really weirdly coincidental. He's still a very good player, but does it look like the Suns have enough with Booker and Durant, is that enough? Hey, that's a great question. Uh, I think um, Durant, Booker have to play at such a high level. And we've seen that, how they're basically a tag team scoring duo. They're going to have to play like that uh, pretty much through the postseason. And, and Chris Paul is still capable of bringing a uh, uh, pretty much an A game every now and then. But I think the days of him being able to do that on a night-in, night-out basis might be asking a little bit too much. Uh, so the, the, the other good thing about this Phoenix Suns team is that you've got two players, and I, just, I guess I can throw Chris Paul there. That's three players who can score from anywhere on the floor. They're definitely the best mid-range shooting team in the NBA right now, and I would even submit that they're probably one of the best mid-range shooting teams in history. Think about that now. Wow. You know, yeah. in case AD does not, 
he's not a volume three-point shooter. Devin Booker's not a volume three-point shooter. Same thing with Chris Paul, but those guys know their spots around the floor. They hit those middies, and that's where the defense is kind of lacking nowadays. Everyone falls into the analytics thing, and, and that's great. But the great shooters can shoot from anywhere on the floor, and I think you've seen that over the last couple games since KD came there. Those guys are killing it in the mid-range, and I think that's also so, sort of like a preview of what this team can do in the playoffs. Sean Powell from NBA.com, our guest here on Arizona Sports, and you kind of led me into my next question, Sean. Uh, I agree with you, and the you know the assertion that the Suns are a tremendous and maybe historically great mid-range shooting team. But you know, last year in the playoffs, in 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 the series where Dallas got them in seven games, we saw examples of Dallas getting hot with role players from three-point range and. Can the Suns win a championship in today's NBA relying that heavily on the mid-range when you have so many other teams relying so heavily on the three? I think it's a fascinating question. It is, definitely. And you're going to see such a contrast, I think. Uh, I think also the other question is, uh, who's going to step up for the Suns defensively? You know, they gave up Mikael Bridges, and he was basically their designated stopper. Along the way in the playoffs, they're going to, they're going to face a hot player like a Luca, you know, um, I mean, Jamal Murray, who knows, uh, they're going to, they're going to face that hot player where you're going to need that ace defender on them. And I'm not so sure the Phoenix Suns have that right now. Again, when you look at the Suns now and what they did, they basically said, you know, KD, Devin Booker, and to an extent, Chris Paul, to an extent, DeAndre Ayton, it's up to you four guys, you know, yeah, they have nice role players here and there and everything, but it's up to those four guys to do it. And those guys are going to have to be on top of their game. If they're on top of their game, I don't think it really matters uh, okay. about the other team and hitting three-point shots because what basically the Suns will be playing their game. And I think the Suns can play their game better than a lot of other teams can play their game, if that makes any sense. Mm. You know, uh, you know the culture of basketball in New York, in New York City, and in the metropolitan area as well as anybody. How is Mikhail Bridges hitting Brooklyn? Well, they basically had a cultural reset there, and rather abruptly, you know, because of what happened, the exodus with Kyrie Irving, KD. You could even go back to James Harden. And the fact that, uh, you know, Ben Simmons, who ideally would, in this situation, would be the star player, uh, he's been anything but, of course. So I think it's a little bit of a breath of fresh air, uh, you know, for Mikel Bridges to go there. The other thing about Mikel Bridges is now he can finally be the player that maybe, you know, he thinks he can be. Because in Phoenix, he didn't get a lot of those shots. He wasn't a bulk scorer. In Phoenix, the ball was not necessarily going to him with the game on the line. It was probably going to go more to Booker or maybe Chris Paul. But now he's in a role where he can be a much more complete player, a much more uh, balanced player, not just a defense uh, first player. I think we've seen a little bit of that. I mean, he's had some big-time scoring games. He's made some big big shots in the fourth quarter. And if you're the Brooklyn Nets, you're feeling pretty good. Number one, the expectations have lowered. Okay. And number two, you've got a player who's just really start coming into his own, and he's a lot of years younger than Kevin Durant. Uh, best case scenario, this guy's going to be an all star with things because, I mean, with Brooklyn, because he's going to be able to do so many more things. He's going to be able to showcase himself in so many more different ways. Sean Powell, our guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata Mornings. I know it's only March 7th. There's a lot of regular season left, and obviously uh, the gauntlet that is the playoffs. But when you size things up this morning, and you look at the teams that you feel most likely to come out of the East and the West in the finals, who would you say right now, Sean? 
Well, I'm still looking at the West right now. I think we can pretty much downgrade the Memphis Grizzlies, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they've had a pretty horrific, you know, last few days. And they're in second place now. I suspect they'll probably drop all the way to fourth. I mean, Sacramento's, you know, pretty good. We're all waiting for Sacramento to fall off. Yes. It hasn't happened. And I think the Suns will rise. I think the Suns will, when the, when the regular season's done, the Suns will be right in that two or three spot. And I think that's pretty good because that means they're going to avoid the Denver Nuggets, at least to the conference finals, assuming that the seeding holds firm. And then it comes down to who's going to have the best superstar in that series, uh, Nikola Jokic. Uh, in Denver or KD in Phoenix. I mean, that's really kind of a toss-up. I want to see a little bit more from the Suns. Uh, I can see either of those two teams coming out of the West. As far as the East, it's really about three teams, guys. It's the Bucks, it's the Celtics, it's the Sixers. I just count, you know, the Knicks are a nice story and everything, but I don't think they're going to disrupt that flow. Same thing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, obviously, the Brooklyn Nets are going to fall off now that they don't have a superstar. And Look, Dan, you got, Vince, you guys know, in the NBA, it's all about the superstar when it, when it comes to the playoffs. And that's another reason why Phoenix getting KD is so key. This is a guy who can win playoff games. This is a guy who can win championship games. So that's why he's important. We haven't seen that player with the Denver Nuggets now. We've seen that player with the Bucks. Jason, Jason Tatum may, that, may be that player with the Celtics. And the same thing with Joe Embiid with the Philadelphia 76ers. So those are the five teams I see. Yeah. You know, having a very loud voice as far as the championship is concerned. And it wouldn't surprise me if any of those five teams wins the championship. Sean, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Uh, appreciate the uh, conversation and the insight.